Welcome back to another unwanted episode of the Burning Eden Podcast. I'm Baff, your suave, smooth, spicy Satanist. And I'm Mel, your favorite big titty heathen. Oh my god. Mm. Starting off strong. Sure, I know you can't read, but it's okay. It's fine. So Mel, what did you do for Halloween? Uh, I don't do Halloween anymore. I do oh. Jesus-ween. How do you celebrate that? Usually on my knees. Okay. Well, I hope it was the girthiest and longest Jesus ween of the month. It was. And Jesus finally came. Well, if you want to make sure Mel has enough shamwows to clean up the Jesus jizz, um, <laughs> consider becoming a patriot. If you want to be a supporter, there are different tiers. You can be a sinner for $3 a month. Or you can be a heathen for $6.66. No, $6.66. I mean, if you want to donate $66, so you know. Uh, give me all the money. <laughs> we'll shout you out on every episode. It is indeed exhausting, but it we'll is. do it just for you. <laughs> if you really fucking like us, uh, you can be a blasphemer for 20 bucks a month and you start getting all of the swag. Wow. A sticker, a t-shirt, a poster, a hoodie, and a porridge in a tree. Close enough. But if you really like us more than we like ourselves, uh, you can be on the diabolical level, which is $50 a month. And you get all of that shit. Plus, you get early access to a new episode, a personalized video from us. Wink, wink. Uh, we will do shady things for you, basically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm mm. all for it. We need therapy. <laughs> and speaking of that, uh, we would like to invite our guest. Uh, welcome, Jeremy Schumacher. Is that how you say it? No. Schumacher. I mean, it's it's very German. So if you want, it is. Mm. I looked up the pronunciation. <laughs> it was like Schumacher. Yeah. <laughs> How do you like say 75 percent German. It's Schumacher. Um, Schumacher. Mm. Yeah. That means cobbler, Mel. <sighs> Cobble these nuts. <laughs> Not like apple cobbler, but more like shoemaking cobbler. Different cobblers. Thank you for mansplaining that to me. I appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, Jesus. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we, we've thanks. had so many Jesuses on the show, and like, I feel like we're starting a cult of Jesuses. You know? Oh my God, that'd be amazing. Uh, welcome yeah. to the Shed Show. Thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. regret it, uh, but before we move on, do you know what time it is now? What time is it? Starting four. Per unholy tradition, we would love the guests to read the Bible verse of the day. What do you have for us? Our reading today comes Ooh. from Numbers 5, mm. uh, chapter 5, verse 27. If she has made herself impure and been unfaithful to her husband, this will be the result. When mm. she is made to drink the water that brings a curse and causes bitter suffering, it will enter her, her abdomen will swell, and her womb will miscarry, and she mm. will become a curse. Ooh. The word of the Lord. Amen. Lord. I mean, you heard it there. God loves abortions. So God, that's that's the Old Testament ritual for abortion. 
Yeah. It's so Which, beautiful. Uh, not about the life of the mother or mm-hmm. anything like that. Just no. if the husband, the dude has concerns that he maybe got cheated on, mm-hmm. that's all it takes to do that. Yep. Yep. Mm, I love that. Well, it does also say that if she cheated, then her belly will swell, right? But if not, then everything's dandy. (sighs) I've read Mm. other translations that say the the womb will shrivel. So it's not about abortion. It's just about, uh, you Uh, know, not having babies at all. Which I I guess that makes it better. But doesn't that go against God's, like, wanton plan to be fruitful and multiply? Yeah, he's against birth control in other places. It's a mm. it's, it's like a confusing it's book to read in the Bible. Hmm. Interesting. Well, <laughs> well, that was great. Thank you yeah. for reading the <laughs> Word of the Lord, and that was <laughs> I tried to get back into like church mode for it. You know, uh, it's a oh, book shit. and verses and and brothers like, and sisters, whatever <laughs> preamble I should have had. See, I preached the word of the Lord. The last time I went to a church was like three weeks ago when I got COVID. So mm. th- don't go to church. That's what I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we would love to get to know you. Um, can you give us your religious uh, background, if you have any, and then how you got to where you are today um, as far as your heathenness? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I was raised uh, Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran. Ooh, uh, that's a lot of words. Yeah, uh, it's it's really big in the Wisconsin area. Obviously, yeah. I'm, I'm from uh, Wisconsin and still live there now. Um, so it is a Lutheran sect. So back in the day, Protestantism kind of had Calvin or Lutheran. Um, so I come from the Lutheran tradition. I was raised in it. My family is very much entrenched, I would say, I'm like fourth or fifth generation. Wow. Um, evangelical Lutheran. So it's it's a fundamentalist sect of uh, Christianity. It's very conservative, uh, even by Lutheran standards. So there's like the ELCA, which is the like, women can be pastors. Look at us being sort of progressive Lutheran. Mm. And then there's Missouri Synod. Uh, and then there's Wells, which is what I was, which is the most conservative. So mm. uh, young earth creationism, biblical literalism. Um, yeah, all that like all the stuff that's not good. That's what I was raised in. Um, and Milwaukee's kind of like the the epicenter of it. So uh, there's like when I was growing up, it was it was probably around a hundred uh, churches and schools that were Lutheran in the area. And then like you know you go to other cities or places, and like there's maybe one if it's a big enough city, or nobody's ever heard of it before. Right. So yeah, uh, Damn. yeah super culty. Um, both my parents are Lutheran school teachers, so I was like very much entrenched in it. Um, Lutheran grade school, K through twelve, church every Sunday. I was like on I was on like the leadership team as like an eighth grader. I was like the youth representative. Mm. Um, so yeah, I was I was pretty into it. Um, not that I liked it, but like my family was very enmeshed in it. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and it's, I don't know, like, Mike Johnson is the new speaker of the house, uh, and he's, like, fundamentalist evangelical, uh, and, like, he has some of the dominion, like, Christians should take over. Like, I didn't have that, but, like, pretty much every other belief system that he would espouse is what I was raised in. Yeah. Um, 
and I am neurodivergent. So as mm -hmm. much as white evangelical Christianity was made for someone who looks just like me, mm -hmm. uh, it, it wasn't a good fit. I very much had like a middle finger to the law, like fuck the police kind of mentality. Yeah. Uh, I think because of my neurodivergence, like I was just always bumping into these rules and like things didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I was around 10, I told my parents I didn't want to go to heaven because I didn't like singing. And so an eternity of singing sounded oh. pretty bad. <laughs> um, and they just kind of like patted me on the head. They were like, okay, Jeremy, but going to church, you're going to keep. Um, so, you know, like I, I had these events that I look back on, like I remember getting into an argument with a pastor in high school and like about communion being like, but it's like a cracker and wine. Like this is not <laughs> body. Wait, they do communion too? Like the Catholics? Yeah. So the Lutherans oh, uh, have two sacraments instead of seven. I think Catholics have seven. Um, oh. So baptism and communion are the only uh, sacraments that Lutherans do. Oh. Uh, again, biblical literalism says that it is the actual body and blood of Christ that you mm. are consuming. Just um, not could weird be at all. It's no. not. But, no. It could be like very metal, you know, like they could lean in and make it cool. Like I mean, we're consuming the dead flesh of an it's undying like a cannibal God. corpse song, you know. <laughs> right. And that would be cool, but it is it not the flesh. flesh. We become immortal by eating Jesus's <laughs> undying flesh. Um, but no, it's super lame and not at all exciting. Which part of the Jesus so though? Mm. Right. Butt cheek. Um, so I went to, uh, I went to university of Minnesota, which was like really my first experience not being around a bunch of Christians because mm, growing uh -huh. up, I went to a Lutheran grade school. Um, so like all my friends were Lutheran. It was so big. It's so big in Milwaukee that like all the sports I played were like against other little Lutheran kids, except for <laughs> baseball for some reason. But like my parents were like, you can play base basketball outside with the neighborhood kids, but like, you can't just go to their houses. They can't come in our house. Like just my little Lutheran friends were allowed. So like, there's a bunch of stuff that I look back on. I'm like, oh, that was really culty. But like <laughs> growing up in it, you just don't notice it because right. like, that's normal. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I went to University of Minnesota uh, as a golden gopher. And oh, it was my first experience of being around like heathens. Mm. Um, and they're, like, they're so nice. I was in Minnesota, Midwest nice. Like everyone's so pleasant. It was just like... <laughs> You know, totally different than what I had been told it would be like growing up that like, you know, the atheists are the like evil people. And it was right. like, no, they were like from North Dakota and they were like the nicest people I had ever met. <laughs> um, so I think that was like my next step in like deconstruction of being like, but I was dating a good Christian girl and we were like trying not to hook up and making ourselves miserable because we were failing because we were young and attractive and mm -hmm. doing normal things. Um, right. Right. And um, yeah, so I studied psychology there. I'm a therapist now. I studied psychology and cultural studies. So it was like, I just kept moving more and more liberal, more and more progressive. Mm. Um, I learned all this psych stuff that didn't make any sense with the Bible. <laughs> um, <laughs> learned how to do research and like what good science was. And like, oh, I guess evolution is a thing. Um, this is not a, a joke. When I was in high school, I was, I was a good student. I'll put that in quotes because I had ADHD that was undiagnosed because... Lutherans mm -hmm. don't believe in mental health, but right, right. Um, 
I was an AP, I was an AP bio. So like taking college courses in high school right. and uh, our teacher wrote the word evil and then a dash and then Ocean. So anytime we learned about evolution, he wrote evil. No, Ocean. come on. Oh, oh my God. Like, being so pissed. Like I need, like that's 25% of the AP test. Like I need college credit for this. And you're like going out of your way to make everything take oh so God. long with your stupid little don't forget this is bad for you. So like, yeah, it's, I don't know. I look back and I'm like, that was so brainwashy. Um, yeah. So I graduated college in 2009, uh, went to grad school in Milwaukee here at Marquette university. So I was a golden gopher and then I was a golden Eagle, which I think is a fun little bit of continuity. <laughs> and, um, then I got my master's in counseling. So then, um, I'm doing therapy. I was, I was 20. Um, when I started, when I was in grad school and so like no life experience and like not at all knowing what I was That's doing. Crazy, um, man. yeah. And so like kind of liberal Christian, progressive Christian. And the longer that I kept kind of engaging with it, the more I kept being like Christian in name only. Mm-hmm. Um, but just for how I grew up, like most of the people I knew were religious of some sort. Most right. of like my community, I was back in Milwaukee. So like around um, my parents and um, some family of origin, people I went to high school with. So it was just like, it was scary to like eventually be at a point where it's like, oh, I don't believe any of this. Why am I still calling myself a Christian? Um, so like a lot of people um, kind of around Trump getting popular is when I was like, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to be associated with these people anymore. So I'd worked at a Christian counseling place and like seen people do bad practice and unethical things in the, the name of the Lord. What the fuck is Christian counseling, <laughs> sir? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I was licensed, you know, I wasn't like making shit up and doing okay. temperament counseling or whatever the speaker's wife was doing. Um, speaker of the house, new speaker of the house's wife was a, a a therapist. Uh, um, she wasn't. She wasn't licensed. I can soapbox about that too. Fucking um, that, man. So I came out of college like during the depression. Um, you know, yeah. so it was like yeah. the first job that got offered to me as a male marriage therapist, which is a bit of a rarity in the field, was at a Christian counseling private practice. So like I was doing therapy, it was getting bills, it's going through insurance. Like I was licensed, but mm-hmm. it was at a from a Christian worldview. Wow. Um but I was the marriage therapist on staff. So like spending all this time arguing about like fucking Ephesians wives submit to your husband. Like, I can't tell you many hours of my life have been wasted. And I was pretty progressive Christian Mm. at this point being like, right. But like, here's what research says. So like always reinterpreting the Bible for people to make it fit the research. So again, like I just stayed in it for a long time. I think just being scared to eventually be like, I don't believe that. Um, So like pretty anti-Trump, pretty like, anti-republican <laughs> i voted for obama you know like mm-hmm. i was i was out of what my fundamentalist upbringing was but i still kind of identified as christian for a long time um so it was kind of the rise of trump and then COVID hitting where i was finally like right like i'm just an atheist and oh that's cool um but like not having to go to church was really nice and mm. getting that space of like right my wife was pregnant at the time. She's like, we're not going to go to church where all these people are unvaccinated. This is even before the vaccine. Yeah. Like, nobody's wearing yeah. a mask. Yep. And like, they're <clears throat> refusing to close down and not social. Like, no, that's dumb. We're not doing that. Um, and I read like, you know, the usual stuff. Like I, I got really into Richard Carrier, um, who's a mythicist, who basically says uh, Jesus probably never existed. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Bart Ehrman and, and those types of people. So right. my scientific brain, the research background I have needed like, that stuff to be like, oh, wait, I'm an atheist. The Bible's made up. Like, duh, I knew that, but I, I just, 
I needed that like ability to kind of step away from the community and then be okay with it. And COVID was, I don't want to say COVID was nice, uh, but the shutdown was nice because I, I got to meet a lot of people who were pagans and other religions Ooh. online. Like a lot of that community yes. building was happening mm -hmm. yes. because everything was shut down. Right. Um, so I actually identify as atheopagan now, which is uh, a non-theistic okay. version of paganism. Um, but like got into secular humanism and like all this stuff that I had never encountered before because part of growing up in a cult is information control. Mm -hmm. yep. And so um, it was, yeah, that the shutdown and the break and the pause from it all was was really nice for me to just be like, I'm an atheist and kind of come out, I don't want to say fully formed because mm -hmm. I'm still learning and growing, but like right. that time to just like really delve into it with my ADHD and hyperfixation of like, yes. oh, like now I have oh. all this stuff and can do like counter apologetics and um so yeah then i went and got my certification in religious trauma which is the most recent thing that i've i've specialized in so now um in addition to doing uh relationship counseling as a licensed <laughs> marriage and family therapist i also do sports performance stuff uh mm -hmm. is thrown in there too but all, now um, my other secondary focus is religious trauma uh, which is really fun i believe i'm the only certified religious trauma specialist in the state of wisconsin when I got certified, that was true. I guess I don't know if it's true. Oh, that's cool. Currently. But okay. yeah, so Midwest is not quite the Bible Belt, but it's not the East or West Coast either. So um, have yeah, you, it's, it's, it's I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. No, go ahead. Do you, have you heard of the Secular Therapy Project? Yes. So I have, I'm I'm on that. That's a directory for hey. therapy. All right. Boom. Yay. We always yeah. give them a shout out on every episode. Yeah, um, and and they're linked with the uh, Recovering from Religion Foundation, uh, yes. FFRF. I got the acronym wrong. Recovering from Religion. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just Recovering from Religion. The yeah, other yeah. one is yeah. Freedom, Freedom from, from Religion, religion Foundation. Yeah. Yes. Right, right. right. FFRF. Another great uh, organization. Yeah. Uh, so hey, Secondary Therapy awesome. Project is great, and I'm on there. There's a Reclamation Collective is another one for uh, specifically religious trauma therapists. Mm. I'm on there. Shout out for my my neurodivergent folks out there. ND therapists is another directory for for people who are neurodivergent looking for a therapist who's also neurodivergent. So, no shit. What? Yeah. So I got a lot of a lot of stuff going on um, at this <laughs> point in my life. Leaving the church, getting certified in religious trauma. I own my own practice now and get to do it the way that I want. So fuck yeah! Congratulations, man. Yeah. That's my my life story in a nutshell. Twenty years. <laughs> I I just. No, 15 years, my 15. bad. Holy shit. I know, it's weird. I, my first session ever, um, client came in before I like got through introductions. They started crying. Oh. Cried the entire 60 minutes, never came back. <laughs> <laughs> what? And uh, my supervisor was like, well, if you want to keep doing this, like that's probably as bad as it's ever going to get. I was like, good. Yeah. You can awesome. go, only go up from here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was that was so, like, I was in grad school, um, the late 2000s. Uh, mm. I was at a low-fee clinic. Uh, insurance for everyone wasn't a thing yet. The Affordable Care Act hadn't been passed yet. So mm. it was a low-fee clinic, so people who couldn't afford therapy or have insurance. So, like, yeah. when you're in training and you don't know what you're doing yet and you get these super high-intensity clients <laughs> who need, like, a really good therapist, and you're like, yeah. hey, I just learned how to do a treatment plan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so speaking of the, you know, just the shitty healthcare in this country, um, what, besides medicine and like, you know, 
professional therapy. Um, what are some inexpensive or self-care methods and strategies that someone could use if they don't have like the proper insurance or, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Move I'm really to big another fan country. Of- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm a really big fan of TBT, uh, which is dialectical behavior therapy. It's Western Buddhism without the Buddha. Um, so yoga, <laughs> mindfulness, um, though a lot of those things, those things that help you connect back to your body. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of our culture in general is about disconnecting from our body. The nine to five work day where daylight savings are oh, just yeah. turned off or on or whichever one it is, but like that fucks with your entire system. So like everything about late stage capitalism is kind of about getting out of your body. Mm-hmm. So um, mindfulness and yoga are really about getting back into your body. I do a lot of trauma work with religious trauma, obviously. And so um, that somatic work, getting in touch with your body is, is really great. I mean, it's backed by a ton of research. It works well for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I love yoga. Like I speak very highly of it. Like uh, if there's a I've place to, to try start. Yoga. It's demonic. Do, it's demonic. <laughs> right. Emptying your mind, you know, and, but like there's walking yoga, there's all these different things now. Mm. Like for me, meditation is really hard because I can't sit still for that long. Right. Um, yeah. So yoga, Pilates, like those movement that feels more like a workout. Mm-hmm. I'm inflexible. I'm six, three and like a big lanky dude. And like oh my touching my toes is hard. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but like, so yoga, mobility exercises, other like breathing techniques, that type of stuff is really great. And again, like that, a lot of that, I think, is where I hooked up with paganism, too, because a lot of the rituals that the pagans that I interact with were doing were like, oh, that sounds a lot like mindfulness. So it was like, mm. you know, putting on some music and getting on my yoga mat feels an awful lot like how people were describing rituals. So it was an easy mm. transition for me around like, hey, this is good for my mental health. This is kind of like carving out a sacred space. It's a bit of a middle finger to my Christian upbringing to put on like, you know, Heilung or some Norse metal band and like. Nice. Kind of yep. Do some. some <laughs> you gotta check out high long. Um, yeah, they're awesome. Good ritual um, music. I'm gonna look it up. Um, this Mel, you gotta listen to them. Oh, and they do this amazing performance. It's H E I L U N G. Yeah. Hmm. If you could okay. see them live, yeah, definitely. Have but you like, seen them live? I haven't. It's a bit of a regret. They were in Chicago last year, oh. and I didn't end up going. And I really. I know they performed at the Red Rocks not too long ago. But yeah, even their YouTube shit, like just their YouTube videos are like incredible. It's very, it's a very immersive experience. Do you listen to metal? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm excited. I was excited to to come on and talk about uh, Zeal Zeal and Ardor, uh, which is, uh, they're like, uh, I don't know. He's like Swiss American, uh, Swiss Uh, African American. I don't know. I don't think he's American at all. I like. I think he's like Swiss. Uh, fuck, where the fuck is he yeah. from? His, his name's Manuel. Uh, I don't know how to say his last name. Yes. It's French or it's French sounding. He's Swiss, but like uh, basically somebody. Oh, you're you know, right, Swiss American. Sorry, my bad. My bad. Four chain for those was like, can you mix uh, like uh, black metal and gospel music? And so yeah. that's like kind of where the band came from. Mm-hmm. Um, and for like me, when I was leaving the church, like I got really into zeal and ardor. They've song like church burns and like death to the holy. Dude, and so just like, top sick. Oh, shit. have you seen him live? Uh, I haven't, but like, uh, uh, Gasser Jamarung is like just this super heavy, like I, I've seen zeal awesome and ardor. they opened for Opeth. It was fantastic. Yeah. So they're on like every one of my playlists. It's very like cathartic for me to be like that, like over three vocalists. Stuff. 
or two or three vocalists. It's pretty cool. Yeah, Opeth is awesome too. So yeah, I, yeah. Uh, like Sista, like when I was kind of starting to rebel a little bit more and do the normal teenage stuff, but still in a very like high control religious situation. Like System of a Down was like my big yes. rebellion. Like I remember arguing with a uh, youth pastor listening to the song Devil, and he was like, "That's just obviously satanic." And I was like, <laughs> "Ironic. Like it's fine. I can obviously they're, they're making a joke." Um, so yeah, System of Down has also stuck with me through through all. I of love those. System of a Down. Yes. It's probably my favorite of that era of the new yeah. metal. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so then getting into metal has been like a very healing experience Ooh. for me. Uh, a, because I wasn't allowed to listen to anything but Jesus music and country growing up. And yeah. uh, what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, and then just for like content wise, like, I don't know, it's very empowering to listen to metal and throw up the horns and yes. hail Satan. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. I'm dying to see Twin Temple like just one day. One day. They're not metal, but they're fantastic. I know they're not metal, but still like they do like a whole like, oh my satanic God. ritual right in the beginning. I saw them open yeah. for Behemoth of all fucking bands. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> you see like metalheads going to a death metal show but they're dancing to fucking <laughs> doo-wop. It, it was great. Fuck yeah. I got I got really into like a lot of the Norse uh, Norwegian metal too. So like Korpiklani is out of Finland, mm -hmm. and um, just like for me, like a lot of that stuff was a, I think about my ADHD. So like I don't need to be in English. Um, Have you heard Ilabichi? Um, I don't. I'm not recognized enough off the top of my head. Um, Maybe it's spelled like this: Ilabichi. Oh yeah. yes, 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 yes. Check I them out. Didn't Fantas know that's how you said it oh, out yeah. loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they sing in Gaelish. Yeah. Ooh, yeah I love language. all that stuff. It's fucking awesome. Um, Chthonic yeah. is like a Taiwanese death metal band that's fantastic. Oh, oh my like, gosh. I'm all over like the stuff that's not in English. I, like I don't that. need yeah, I don't can, need it to make sense. It's we can definitely like talk feeling. about metal all fucking day. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like some of our listeners are gonna be like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> uh, I, I, I have very few clients. I have a record player in my office. And so uh, I usually have music on because it helps me with my ADHD nice. to have like some stimulation while I'm sitting still. Yes. And uh, I don't I don't have very many clients I can get away with a metal playlist. I have like <laughs> one or two mm. who will be okay with it. But usually I got to go like some chill indie stuff that's easy to ignore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got to say our, our new... We have a new segment called "Fuck You, Trudy." Yes, so, fuck, fuck you, you, Trudy. Uh, Trudy, yes. Yeah. I, Who's I, the Trudy that we're flipping off? <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to know. Yeah. Did it right away without my question it. first. <laughs> Not worth it. Trudy sucks. Trudy I'll sucks balls. Yeah. Anywho. But yeah. <laughs> um. What we're gonna ask you? Oh, uh, we kind of lost train of thought here. always sorry <laughs> i bring a lot of adhd to the table okay so are you saying that you you basically call yourself an atheist during the pandemic so it's kind of recent is that when you kind of just fuck this shit that's, yeah that's about? when i oh like came out um that's awesome as an atheist um, i wish i could survey a bunch of people and see how many people became atheists during that pandemic we've interviewed yeah. a shit ton of people who can tell us about the same thing it's pretty interesting but like I start my story kind of at like 10 in third grade being like, I don't oh, want to go to heaven. So like, I feel like yeah. they didn't longer than a lot of people where like yeah. college was the age where people got out of it. And I mm -hmm. missed yeah. that window because I was dating a good yeah. Christian girl. But like, right. um, 
you know, there was, there's very little with like what modern Christianity looks like that I was aligned with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But yeah, that label got comfortable for me in the pandemic once we're like, let's never go back to church. And then I was like, well, <laughs> and then there- I found that Atheopagan community online pretty shortly after that. So about that. which was like so nice because growing up religious, like I saw people posting on Facebook about like Trump or like global warming's a lie. And then like to have this group of people are like, like the environment's on fire and everyone has anxiety because that fucking sucks. Yeah. And like people be like, right. I was like, oh, like I don't have to defend that. Everyone just agrees with me. That's so nice. Yes. (laughs) Finding like sane people who can read research. It's delightful. It's it's a rarity, but we're we're here. We're we're you know we're all here. Yeah. <laughs> so from your experience as a religious trauma therapist, what would you say are some of the most common issues that people come to you with? Uh, like some of the major triggers, I guess, or uh, things that have traumatized them the most. Would you say fear of hell is one of the big ones? Yeah, um, fear of hell is one of the big ones. I think depending on where they're at, like that that initial like, oh shit, I'm doubting this is mm-hmm. really traumatic for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, especially depending on how fundamentalist they were raised, because like even just questioning some of this stuff can be send you to hell, right? So yep. I think there's a lot of that. I, I my background in marriage therapy, a lot of people are leaving a faith, their partner isn't ready to leave yet or oh, is still committed to. Oh shit. Okay. Um, so that's a big thing that I work with. And then I would say, like, honestly, the other big one is purity culture, like just people mm. having a total disconnect from their body, but also like having all this guilt and shame, even if they're not Christian anymore, or they're not religious in any way, like right. letting that stuff go, like it's been wired into your body. And mm-hmm. so like, you can't just flip the switch. It's like, I don't believe that anymore. But also I feel great about having sex. Like, yes, there's all this stuff that's programmed for so long that getting it out of your system is really hard. Yeah. Right. And I, like, I feel like purity culture will obviously just, well, I'm guessing like will lead to an unhappy marriage because, you know, the Bible, you know, whatever. And like, you know, you, like, you're ingrained with like sex equals bad, you know, that kind right. of thing. So, and like, like you said, it, it doesn't automatically like go away once you've become married. So. Yeah. yeah I talk about like uh, deconstruction being the process of like not believing the doctrine anymore but then mm-hmm. like there's a deconversion process where you're getting it out of your system it, a lot of it right. lingers in your body like your central nervous system carries a lot of it so just like fear about hell like that looks like we call it religious trauma because that's what it is like it mm-hmm. looks an awful lot like ptsd and like mm-hmm. right. i think people have these ideas that like oh it's for soldiers or first responders but like anytime your brain is threatened <laughs> you could have a trauma response so right um for a lot of people like being told their original sin, they're sinful from birth or told that they're going to hell or like a lot, I work with a lot of people in the LGBTQ plus community and like mm. being told that like your identity is bad or like your lust is sending you to hell, like that fucks with people. And like, we're teaching four-year-olds that they're going to hell. Like that's mm-hmm. so mm. unhealthy and not age appropriate at all. That's what that is. Yeah. It's, it's <sighs> abusive. And so that lingers as trauma. Like that's just, that's so hard. Some of that stuff that you learn the non-religious example I use is like Pluto is, is always going to be a planet to me. Like if you ask me how many planets are, I'm going to say nine. I know there's eight. I can logically get there, 
Right. My gut reaction, my instinct is nine because I was eight or nine years old when I learned that. And that's imprint like that's such an impressionable age. Right. So for kids who are growing up in purity culture or fundamentalism, original sin, the Bible's or the earth is 6,000 years old, like all that stuff that gets imprinted at that age is really hard to not like impossible, but like it takes mm -hmm. time to get over that stuff. It's not just like, oh, I don't believe that. And so now it's gone. <laughs> Look at her. She's coughing. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Getting the I trauma out. I'm, try out. Yeah. We're talking. I'm trying to cough out the trauma. You know? Go out of God damn it. Oh, my goodness. So how do you start working with somebody who has the, for example, like you were saying, the purity culture, disconnect with their own bodies? What are some of the strategies that you utilize to help people become more connected with their bodies? I know you yeah, mentioned so that mindfulness before. Is that one of the... Yep. Uh, I do a lot of DBT stuff. And again, I, yeah. I hinted at like, I have this athletics background. So like I do a lot of body work with athletes mm. as well. Mm, um, so a lot of that was really easy and natural for me to kind of shift over. I had the skill set. It's just applying it a little differently, but getting in touch with your body, like um, your, your brain and your body are trying to talk to each other a lot and religion and our modern society, but religion plays into it too. Like get in the way of that. So there's this disconnect, like don't trust your, you know, the devil, the world and your sinful flesh is this mm. thing I heard all the time growing up. And so like mm -hmm. you learn to not trust your body. So you're ignoring that, like I'm hungry or I'm tired or I'm horny or like whatever, like you're learning to ignore these things. So like wow. learning to get first comfortable with uh, the, to how to tolerate the distress. So like, I don't believe in Jesus anymore, but like, I still feel bad attracted to somebody of the same sex so like mm -hmm. how do we get comfortable with that initial distress because like that's the imprinted part like that feels instinctual even if it was learned behavior um yes. to feel bad about it and so like working through that guilt that shame whatever it is how do we sit with that how do we get comfortable realize it's not a crisis we're not in danger we're safe and then like getting into doing the the somatic work so how can we you know eat something that feels really like enlivening and just like not be worried about what other people think or what's going mm -hmm. on like just get into the experience take a nice walk in nature take a real long bath and like really just let your body experience it and for a lot of people like this stuff is pretty foreign like if you if you didn't grow up in it, it sounds like how hard is to eat a fucking muffin but like if you're if you're somebody who's who's like i've never been in touch with my body like enjoying something just because it's pleasurable is right. pretty foreign wow so um, you know, taking steps, finding ways that are comfortable. Usually if somebody grew up in purity culture, I'm not like, Hey, let's go like have sex with your partner or let's like go get a prostitute and hire a professional to get really good at this. Like mm -hmm. it's starting in these smaller, like, how do we feel while we're taking a bath? Like, right. Oh no, you're naked. You should feel ashamed. That's what mm -hmm. you were taught in the Bible. Like what, how, how yeah. are we doing? Like, let's soothe, let's work through that. And then like getting to a place where we're comfortable with the pleasure that comes along with some of that stuff. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. don't realize how how insidious you know religion can be when it comes to you know leaving a mark on a person and your psyche yeah. and your trauma <clears throat> it's just really fucked up and so it gets i think undermined um a lot people don't really realize that some people say that it doesn't exist right, people, right. yeah that will tell you that yeah. religious trauma There's isn't no a thing 
Yeah, uh, uh, the church. Old. Well, and the church has like a yeah. lot of counter programming that they employ, right? So like they want to yeah. say the people who leave, like, look, they're going and sleeping around. So like they were never a true believer in the first place, or like there's all these tactics. And and America's really weird. Like it was founded by religious zealots. Like the Quakers <laughs> were like fucking psycho. Um, and and hate their oatmeal. Their oatmeal right. is the worst. They had to, they had to eat or, oatmeal so they wouldn't get horny all the time. Like, that's where that came from. That makes sense. Yeah, the spicy food gave them too many feelings. Uh, I'm not making that up. That's true. Fucking Quakers in their oatmeal. Well, shut the that's, fuck up. No. That's where Kellogg's come from. Wait, are from. you for real? <laughs> what? Yeah. I didn't know this. Um, I was just making... Yeah. Oh, God damn it. Um, that's amazing. So, <laughs> Uh, so, but to this day, like religion ha has a privileged, uh, space in our society. So yes. like it, people yeah, just yeah. think like religion is equals good and yep. they're missing. Yep. Like I talk about mainstream, mainstream, not just like my weird sect of Christianity, but mm. like mainstream Christianity is a still a cult. Like yes. oh, yeah. it's a matter yeah. of scaling. It's, it, they have all the markers, all the behaviors of a cult. It's oh, about mind sure. control. There's behavior control, information control, thought control, emotion control. Like those are the markers of a cult. And like. That's how organized religion works. So, um, yeah, like, I don't know, politics and like the Supreme Court is really, really triggering for me. Mike Johnson, the new Speaker mm, of the House, because he's yeah. a fundamentalist, is very triggering for me. Yeah. Um, because like once you know what it looks like, like after you leave it, it, it I don't want to say it gets obvious because for people who are still like working through the process, it's not easy or obvious yet. But like for somebody who's been out of it, like I've been comfortably referring to my atheist, uh, myself as an atheist for almost mm. five years now. Um, where it's like, yeah, like, look at all these. And like, right, I study it professionally. I got certified in it. So like, I know what I'm looking for, but like, yeah. even for people who who don't do that level of study, like, it's so obvious, like the, the mind control tactics and the behavior control tactics, like, you don't have to be a hard Krishna to be in a cult, like, just... Yeah, giving ten percent of your life earnings to a church is like oh, a red flag. Oh, you know, if you want to give us ten percent of your earnings, <laughs> consider becoming a patron. Patreon.com/slash/burningitin666. You can give us your tithings, and we'll give you our titties. Ooh, that was such a titties. smooth segue. I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm all about. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um so uh as um a baby atheist goes <laughs> shut, the, shut the fuck up um yeah, i accept it i yeah, you know that. Um, pe well you know because i'm trying to get to a point i fucking that, love it <laughs> go on um, as a baby atheist like i i still consider myself a baby atheist because obviously i'm still learning and whatnot but you know we we get that label like angry atheist you know, do you feel like that is justified or are we just overreacting or just being uh, extra? So, yeah, I'm such a lame guest because I'm making everything so very real and then like therapy-esque. Oh. Um, I, I talk about emotions as neutral. So emotions are neutral. Mm. They're neither good nor bad. Our responses to them, the behaviors we attach to them could be helpful or unhelpful. Mm -hmm. um, but anger often as a, an emotion is, is a sign that there's been some injustice. And so, um, you know, being aware of like an angry atheist, like a lot of my anger isn't like at my upbringing. A lot of my anger is that like the lies I was told are still being told. Yeah. And right. so like yeah. that injustice of like, right, we shouldn't like, 
even when I identify as a Christian, I knew you shouldn't be teaching a four-year-old that like they're going to hell, like that yes. is bad for their mm. development. Like scientifically, we know that there is no argument against that. Right. And so um, I think like that's, to me, that anger is justified. Um, that's a, It's an indicator that there's an injustice that hasn't been rectified that's still going on. I think that's valid and helpful to all angry atheists who have this very valid, real emotion respond in a helpful way? No, not necessarily. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But again, like, you know, it's weird. It's weird when you start talking about like privilege and oppression, like the church is like the oppressive body. And so an angry atheist who wants to go online and get into fights and troll the Christians, like, I don't know, I have a hard time saying like, I can acknowledge that's not helpful. Like you're not, con mm. you're not deconverting people that way, yeah. but like, I don't know. Yeah. You can work with a organization that's really great to support and you can volunteer and you can do some things that maybe are more helpful, but like for you, where you're at and what your resources or bandwidth you have, like being a yeah. troll to the Christians might be the best you can do. And like, it's hey. therapeutic sometimes, yeah. you know, cathartic, yeah. right? Yeah. Cathartic. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, like, I understand that. Yeah. I think the angry atheist uh, trope is a, a little bit of like propaganda, I guess, from from the religious movement to like say like again, uh, uh, anger as a bad thing, which like it's not, but like mm -hmm. let's couch it that way, and then like let's lump atheists as all being angry. Like I I feel much uh, more joyous in my life now as an atheist than I ever did as a Christian. I feel much mm. more like alive and genuine and allowed right. to be myself right. than yeah. I ever did as a Christian. So like um, living your life to the fullest and not right. The anger doesn't come out because I'm an angry person. The anger right. comes out towards religion, which you is just still hate God. Don't don't lie, Jeremy. Yeah, no, I don't believe him in it. I don't believe him in him anymore. <laughs> You're so. a God hater. God hater. Um, you know, but it's it's. It's, it's fascinating, like in the pagan spaces, it's interesting. I'm a, definitely a baby pagan. Mm -hmm. um, like I, I'm atheopagan. So like the atheism is upfront, like that's leading. Cause like for me, science-based is really important. Like something right. that's using evidence and like critical thinking skills are upfront. Like that's really great. Like I don't think reading a tarot card is about Satan but I also don't think a tarot card is predicting my future. Ooh. And so, you know, I see a lot of similar like drama in the pagan spaces of like, infighting and in-group out-group stuff like religion doesn't have a, a like ownership of that that's a human bias we all have like tall people short people mm -hmm. dark skin light skin like these are all biases that our brain just processes instantaneously and organized religion whether it's about ancient deities or the moon or about god mm -hmm. or whatever like that just plays with those in-group out-group <clears throat> biases that we all have mm -hmm. yeah um, so what do the uh, pagans, what, what's their issue? No, <laughs> what, what are they like believe in, I guess? Uh, yeah. So like for me, atheopaganism <laughs> really uh, was a good fit because of like mm -hmm. the, the science first, the critical thinking okay. um, They have like a code of ethics. There's 13 principles. I was like, mm -hmm. holy shit. Like I was the vice president of church council when I was a Christian and we don't have a code of ethics. Like, so there are things that like, as a therapist, as somebody mm -hmm. who's licensed, a licensed professional is like, I like the way that this is organized. I like the way this is structured. There's a, mm -hmm. like, a, a, like, there's people who, uh, I forget what the, the like leaders are like part of a society. It's not like there's a leader, there's no pastor. There's, so I was like, okay. look, I, I like nature. Nature's always been very sacred yeah. to me. Mm -hmm. Um, some of that's being neurodivergent. Fire and water are really powerful to me because they're always moving. It's like very stimulating for yeah. my brain. Um, so I was like looking at like into like modern druidry and like all these other things. So I was like trying to find something where it's like, all right, I'm not 
because at first I didn't like the label atheist, like identifying mm. as something that I'm not felt like only part of the story. So I was looking for like, what am I instead? Mm. Okay. Um, so I was kind of doing this like discovery process. And so when I found atheist paganism, it just like felt really good with like how I practice therapy and like mm -hmm. my own code of ethics, the code of ethics I have to sign on to as a licensed professional, like, <laughs> you know, not doing harm to people. And it's like human, every human has like, actual like deserves respect and love just by the fact that they're human they don't need to do anything and like yeah. so there's a lot of stuff where i was like no, oh that's I like questionable this. i don't know <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that i was like oh i like this um but i see these like weird flare-ups every once in a while of like well these people are worshiping the moon so let's make them feel bad and it's like i that's why i left religion like that in group well the moon is, is real <laughs> it is it's, it's a step up <laughs> um, yeah, but like too, being raised Christian, like the idea around paganism or heathenism, like I had all these misconceptions that just absolutely aren't true. Like, mm. like tarot for me is one that's like a really good example of like, I thought everybody who did tarot cards was like into like fortune telling. And like, I've never heard an actual pagan that I've spoken to face to face use it as predicting the future. <laughs> so it's like, um, you know, all this, this propaganda, I guess, that you get when you are religious, but like how all these heathens and pagans people are doing these bad things, like, mm -hmm. it's just not true. Mm. I don't like the phrase spicy psychology, like as a therapist, it, it irritates me. Um, but, <laughs> but like, again, like, I think that's how a lot of, I think it's how a lot of pagans are talking about it as like, right, like, sure, we're just playing with our own psyche. And like, the things we're doing are to have a change in our brain, not that we're turning lead into gold or water into wine or whatever like right. magic as a concept is much more metaphorical than like how i as a fundamentalist who was taught blood magic sacrifices as a, a, a road to immortality um, <laughs> uh, so, like, it's it's so fascinating to like again step out of that and like engage with people and like get to learn and like talk to people like I presented at atheopagan conference i presented at atheism conference like i've done some things where i'm like oh, oh this is like so nice to like learn from these people instead of just like you're doing it bad or you're right. doing it wrong or like you don't believe what i believe so you must be inept somehow like i just it seems like such a more welcoming community fuck yeah yeah wow um so uh, in your opinion like i've heard both kind of both sides on this on this uh, question but like do you think religion is a mental illness Um, I think there are people who have mental, have a predisposition towards certain mel mental illnesses and the mm -hmm. stress from being in organized religion triggers that. Okay. I think there's a lot of, uh, delusion. There's a lot of symptoms of mental health, uh, illness in religion, but you have to look at it from the context of like cult, uh, behavior, mm -hmm. because again, like there is an intentional system that is affecting people's mental well-being. Like, um, I don't think a cult survivor who has like panic attacks is necessarily like they might have anxiety anyway, but that mm -hmm. also might be very clearly tied to like trauma or something that they've experienced. So like, right. To think that like, I don't know, you're, you're going to heaven. Like I think involves some delusional thinking. Like I think it mm -hmm. has to like, but does that mean that person is schizophrenic or that person is out of touch with reality? Like, I don't think so. Like, I think again, that like cult mind control comes into it where there's just so much that the system is like informing people to think, and they're not allowed to kind of be critical thinkers about it um, because they're threatened with eternal damnation for being critical thinkers. So Ooh, yeah, um, I do yeah. think, 
organized religion provides a structure for a lot of people who are mentally ill mm -hmm. um, to be like functional to a degree. So when I was working at that low fee clinic, when I started my, I had a bunch of Jehovah's Witnesses. I was like, why do we have so many like Jehovah's Witnesses uh, who come oh. to the clinic? And like a lot of them had high level mental health issues, bipolar, schizophrenia, whatever that was untreated. Wow. And wow. like Jehovah's Witness is so rigid. There's so many rules that that would actually help them be like functional to a point. Like mm -hmm. they could navigate their mental illness that's unmedicated or untreated because they're following all these rules, but it's huh. limiting because you can't like actually grow. You can get to the point where you're following the rules and you're functional, mm -hmm. but like growing beyond that, having a healthy relationship, raising a family, like being a genuine, authentic, healthy person, like you can't grow to that point because like the rigid structure prohibits mm -hmm. that. So uh, there are certain religions, certain cultier, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm scaling it. Uh, some of the like higher control religions that we think about um, that have a lot, a lot, a lot of rules mm -hmm. will attract mental illness because rules for somebody who doesn't have good treatment or doesn't have medication management down uh, will actually benefit from a lot of rules in a weird way. Look at that. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. But, you know, we talked about, I, I had a conversation recently about like uh, scrupulosity, which is religious OCD, obsessive compulsive oh. disorder. Um, and like, it's OCD, like it, it's not a separate thing because it's religious, mm -hmm. like it just where the symptoms are popping up are religious in the same way that a schizophrenic uh, person who thinks they're Jesus or they talk to angels or whatever, mm -hmm. isn't, they're not mentally ill because of religion. Religion is just the, the format that their symptoms are popping up in. Mm. Um, but religion plays really well with a lot of mental health symptoms. Like it, I don't want to say it encourages, but it mm -hmm. kind of goes hand in hand with some of those things. So it can be hard. I remember like growing up and like we had a kid, uh, who's probably schizophrenic or bipolar in our grade school. And like, I didn't know any of this stuff back then, but like, mm -hmm. I remember like she got sent off somewhere to like work with like an exorcist or something. And like, oh, I don't shit. know what happened to that kid. Like shit. she didn't come back to our school. So like, probably mental illness that got treated spiritually. And like, that just has really bad results. We know like research shows that that has terrible results. Right. Right. So yeah. Oh. <laughs> just making everybody feel good about everything. Today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate this timeline. <laughs> but you know, it's good. You know, we have people who are, who are trained on it. I mean, shiny, right. happy people did really well. Yes. Um, Scouts, I, I really like the Scouts Honor documentary um, that was about the Boy Scout sexual abuse because it's not oh. religious. So like a lot of people oh. who are religious and will defend the church, yeah. like that was a good one to use to say like, this is what the Catholic church does. This is what Mormonism does. Mm. Like the abuse system in the Boy Scouts was based off of the same structure that religion uses. Yeah. Um, there's a new one coming out. It's like Escaping Twin Flames. Um, uh, uh, Dr. Lalich is, is like a cult expert and she's on it. So like, there's a lot of stuff where I think awareness around these topics and religion is not being inherently good mm -hmm. is, um, becoming much more mainstream, which is awesome. Yes. Yeah. I, I, when I watched, um, uh, shiny happy people, I was raging at this, like, Oh, and, uh, we, we had the, the, um, opportunity, the pleasure of, of talking with, um, Chad, uh, and Lindsay, Lindsay from from the show, they were, we're actually friends before this. This is amazing. They had to they had to keep that secret for what like two years from us. So I'm crazy. like, yeah, something like that. But yeah, so I'm I'm very I'm so happy that like the shit's starting to come out in public and like it 
so religion's on on the decline. So hopefully yeah, well, just... like and Mike Johnson, I mean, is is uh, the new speaker of the house, and like right. he's religious fundamentalist. He's a dominionist, mm. which is like Christian should take dominion over everything. His wife was like a Christian, uh, uh, a pastoral counselor. So like, I just wrote a really blog, like the longest blog post I've ever written uh, <laughs> on this topic because it was like, so infuriating. Because like from a mental health perspective, everything is wrong, and from like a religious perspective, everything is awful. Right. So uh, just like a terrible thing. But like she did like temperament, uh, she did temperament therapy, which is like not scientific. It's based mm. off of uh, the four humors. Uh, so like uh, bile, phlegm, yellow bile, black bile, phlegm, and blood. Um, so like, again, like this ancient Greek, like has been disproven <sighs> since the 1800s what the and fuck? Like, she's doing therapy based on this shit. And like, it doesn't make any sense unless you look at it from the perspective of like, right. Like if you think dinosaurs were on the ark and like God saved right. the world through incest several times and that like, you know, it's like, how is, how is this shit legal? Like, are know, they hiding well, behind because of the religious aspect? they're not licensed right yeah. so there's there's no accountability from like a state or federal level because they're not licensed of they course. get certified as christian therapists mm. or pastoral mm. counselors which like can mean anything right like liberty university or oh. jerry falwell can like get mm. cuckolded by you and then give you a certification if you want like <laughs> uh, <laughs> i should become a christian counselor <laughs> so like there's there's all this not like so there's no accountability there right like they went right. someplace and paid money and that place gave them a certification saying mm. we trained them this way in our religious belief and because right. religion is privileged in this country no one yeah. can sue them or go after them mm. and there's really no accountability because like they're not licensed by the state like who who are you gonna they're yeah. not licensed you can't there's take no their license away board there's nothing uh, right there's right. no accountability so you know and and a lot of that just fits with like the horrific stuff of, of bigotry and transphobia transphobia mm. and homophobia and patriarchy like they mm. want these things to be like look that we can treat this thing that's wrong with you because we believe in original sin so it's like it's all backwards and how they do it there's no scientific method or research or evidence-based practice like it's just this stupid horrific stuff they tried to scrub it all and i I did get a, a bunch of screen grabs from somebody mm. for her, her website, which was helpful, but like, yeah, just like Ugh. the dumbest shit and like, right. This person's two assassination attempts away from the president. Like, so yes, I think Ugh. people are leaving the church in droves and uh, religion is being seen as a less good thing, but also the religious people who are left are getting more and more extreme. Yeah. And they're fucking they're like packing the, the court with motherfuckers the weirdest psychotic people left. Oh, <laughs> God. This place sucks, man. <laughs> this is, see, this is all just an elaborate ploy to make everyone feel bad so they'd have to go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so question, see, do you think religion has any use? Do you think it's useful no. at all? Uh, no. So okay. my short answer is no. Mm -hmm. uh, my longer answer is like the things that religion does well, the things that people who would say, I get a lot from my religion, those benefits can be gotten elsewhere. Right. So like mm. community. I agree. Doesn't, right. you, you don't need to get it from church. Uh, yeah. Meaning making, what you find sacred, doesn't need to come from religious. Potlucks. Potlucks. So so everything that people would identify as being good for church is not unique to church and doesn't right. need to exist in a church setting. So I, I don't see any use for religion. I tend to speak of it pretty strongly as like religion is bad for people. Like mm. it is a net loss for society at, at large. It's probably a net loss yes. for each individual as well. 
It's weird. Some of my biases still come through a little bit, like talking to other professionals who are like still Christian, but they work with religious trauma. Like I don't, Mm. I will hold space for that person and have grace for them. But like, I don't, Yeah, it's hard for me to wrap my head around how you study this stuff and learn about it and still are like, yeah, but I'll still there's there's Christian therapists who specialize in religious trauma. You you, you said that. Oh, that's interesting. How does that work? Like, I mean, there's some like uh, very progressive version of Christian. Not necessarily doesn't necessarily mean they're going to integrate their beliefs into the therapy. Right. right? And like, you know, I work with people who who have religious trauma who are not trying to become atheists like it's not mm-hmm. my goal to convert them right. to be atheists right. to work through their trauma so like right. you know I'm, I'm not saying they're doing unethical things or whatever it's just hard for me to like i landed a space that was obviously atheistic uh first and foremost and then like had meaning making in addition to that so like mm-hmm. that makes sense mm-hmm. to me i think it's uh, i struggle a little bit to understand how you still get your meaning making from like i don't believe in the bible but i'll still follow jesus like i don't that doesn't make sense to me but like yeah. hey <laughs> we all have our blind spots. Yes, yes, we do. Oh, <laughs> God. Uh, so one last question for you, since you are the literal professional expert here. Um, what advice would you give for people newly deconstructing? Uh, well, one of the things that I did not do um, was like have community. And like there's mm. so many podcasts, there's so many yes. uh, resources, there's so many books that are coming out. There's so much stuff. But like when you're first deconstructing, you have no idea how to find any of that mm. stuff. Like again, you think atheists are worshiping Satan, which like doesn't make any sense because they don't believe in Satan. So like right. um you have all this you have all these blocks. So like one of the things that I encourage first is like get on a Facebook group for people who are deconverting or find a podcast that you like and like connect with the community, right? Um, <laughs> A lot of, uh, you know, I, I've been on Graceful Atheist. Um, I've talked to Jess from Friendly Atheist. Like these, the, their the Facebook groups are attached to these things. Um, Deconversion Anonymous. Like there's so much stuff for community. Like find people who can normalize your experience. There's yes. so much about deconstruction that unless that person is going through it with you, I talk about it at like cohorts. Like mm. if you've been an atheist for 15 years, that's a lot different than somebody who's deconstructed right now. Even me, like five years, like I'm so much more comfortable being like, I'm an atheist. And like, Mm -hmm. it's so great being an atheist. Like, trust me, you'll work through it and feel better. And obviously much more classy in therapy than, than just that. But like, um, the, the finding people who are going through it, who are still like not totally out of it, but are like questioning Mm -hmm. or are struggling with things like having people who can normalize that experience and not just gloss over it or not just like try and hit fast forward for you like it's it's so helpful to have a normalizing experience like no you're not crazy you grew up in a cult or like yeah yeah i really struggled to let go of hell too like i don't believe in the bible but i still have nightmares about hell like that's normal Mm -hmm. so like having a community that can help you because again, like you, a lot of people are losing their community. They grew up in the yeah. church, what they know is where the support system is. Maybe they're coming out, maybe they're not because they're going to get disowned. Like there's so yeah. much that goes into it. So I think yeah. like building your support system while you're doing it is, it, it helps the process tremendously. Um, so yeah, I, a lot of people, I'm an intellectual, like it's probably, I don't know, ADHD related in some way, shape or form, but like <laughs> reading and like, it, yes. you know, going to libraries and getting all the books and like reading all of them and like Richard Carrier is like not an easy read it's like reading a research paper but like that's mm. the stuff that I needed and like you know so finding the thing that fits for you maybe it's uh, someone's memoir some but it's personal stories maybe mm-hmm. it's scientific stuff maybe it's you know the atheist debates on YouTube like maybe 
it's not everybody's cup of tea, but for some people right. it's really helpful. So like right. finding that thing that fits for you and then finding some community attached to that is, is what I say is like step one, like let's build your community because this is a hard thing that you're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Listen to the Burning Eden podcast. <laughs> Listen to the <laughs> if you hate yourself. If you like hate yourself. Your hair. <laughs> <laughs> like 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 you said earlier, like with the pandemic, like obviously it wasn't a good thing, but like like there's a huge I, I don't know if you're on TikTok or not, uh, but there is a huge community on TikTok and it's still growing every day. Like I'm I'm seeing new people, new faces, but the the uh deconstruction community on there is growing and I love that. And that's what stemmed from the the, the pandemic. So but yeah, community we are out there, trust me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and it's you know, it's so fun because like um I have a podcast. Um oh, a white guy with a podcast. Um, <laughs> what is it called? Tell us. Uh, my po my podcast is your therapist. Your therapist needs therapy. Um, I love that. I love your that. therapist needs therapy. Yeah. So I interview other therapists on it, and we talk about uh, our own mental health and okay. how we navigate it while we're working in the fields. That's cool. How we got to where we were. Yeah, it is really cool. Um, but like my biases come through, so I interview a bunch of religious drama experts on it. Yeah. Um, and and so it's so fun because like right, finding your podcast and like seeing some of the guests and be like, oh, I know that person, or I've connected with them in this way. And like right, it is it is really um, wonderful to have that community. Or like yes. you know, I interviewed Chris Shelton, who's like one of the big experts on leaving Scientology. He was in the Leah Ramini uh documentary and like oh, seeing his name pop up everywhere and like you know finding all these these different people I so would like love to interview an ex Scientologist. Holy shit. Yeah I mean oh I can God. put you in touch. He was super easy to get a hold of. Um so yeah or like you know uh presenting at atheism conference. I presented a conference that Richard Carrier was at which is like Okay. really crazy to me because he yeah. was such a big important figure for my own deconstruction so like mm -hmm. that was really cool and like seeing you know myth vision and mind shift and you know all these people and then presenting at uh, janice selby runs the conference on religious trauma and seeing all these people pop up i interviewed erica smith who's a sex educator um purity mm. culture dropout is her program on oh, instagram sure. and like it's amazing and she educates people who missed that growing up and then she's right. presenting this conference too so like seeing all these people and like seeing those names pop up be like i know that person or oh, oh i interviewed them like it's so yeah i don't know that's what i talk about with like right we don't need to get community from church like it's out there yeah people who Literally. support lgbtq rights who are yes. speaking yep. up about you know sexual abuse in the church who are like those right. people are out there like what you're passionate about you can build your community around that yes there's there's such a variety of like personalities and you know like some people are not don't like us like trudy um even though she hate watches us but you know we're, we're not for everybody then that's fine that's absolutely that's fine you know um but yeah fucking there's trudy. <laughs> fucking trudy but yeah trudy, find me on wellness on wellness with jr your therapist in therapy like subscribe so you can leave all your nasty comments trudy. there you go <laughs> i'm just trying to absorb your hate so i can cheat the algorithm <laughs> makes my nipples hard <laughs> Is that what that smell is? Oh, yes. God. <laughs> is that a pro wrestling reference? <laughs> no. no. We just about, we you almost went old. off topic on pro wrestling right there. Was <laughs> God damn it. I think it's a good time to give a big shout out to Recovering From Religion. Yes. You go to recoveringfromreligion.org or you call the number 184-I-DOUBT-IT. Mm -hmm. uh, their mission is to provide hope, healing, and support to those who are starting to doubt their faith. They're starting to deconstruct. 
they're seeking community, someone to chat with, somebody who's been through similar experiences as yourself, this is a really good resource. They have a chat function where you can type and chat with somebody 24-7 volunteers on every time zone, except for the time zone where there's just water. Um, but uh, yeah, fantastic Fuck organization. Fuck you, Aquaman. God. I know. Uh, <laughs> as a licensed therapist who works with religious trauma, recovering from religion is on my uh, my shortcut tab. Like, Fuck because yeah. Because of, of how often I share it. Like their resource yeah. tab, they have yeah. such a good. Hell so, yeah. So, we second. give them a shout out on every episode. So a big shout out to Dr. Joe yes. Ray yes. and Gail Jordan. And of course, they also have the Secular Therapy Project. Yes. If you go to seculartherapy.org, it is a registry of therapists who are not associated with any type of religious organization, such as like our friend, secular? Jeremy. Oh. You can find me. Search Yay. Wisconsin. There I am. He's the only one. The whole He's going to need therapy after the show. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be the topic on his next uh, podcast. <laughs> you know, I was in this fucking podcast. This, this fucking podcast, man. <laughs> I, uh, I get I get a lot of people uh, therapists. I I interview some fun people, not to like toot my own horn. It's very toot uncomfortable it. for me still. Toot but like uh, I got like Jason Aaron who uh, wrote Thor for seven years. He's writing Batman right now. Um, he's, oh, he's shit. won an Eisner Award, which is like there's 16 people have won that. That's the like best writer award for comic books. Oh my and, god. Like, he wrote Thor about religious trauma. Like he created Gore the God Butcher. If you've seen Thor four, like he created that character. So like yes. I had him on because I was like, "Do you want to talk about intergenerational trauma and religious trauma?" And he's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Okay, cool." Oh my um, god. <laughs> so I've I've had some cool people on. Um, Daryl Ray is on my list to to still get, but like he you know, he's amazing. Oh yeah, he yeah. gave us a whole flying spaghetti monster yes. prayer. He, he was our first video because we, we were um, originally an audio only podcast, but then we transferred obviously to video now. But he was our first video um, guest, and it was mwah, fantastic. Yeah, I, I want to be him when myself. I grow up. <laughs> I fanboyed myself off what I was even going to bring up there. Um, oh. I don't remember. Oh. oh. <laughs> but like you know, it's it's so fascinating. I think to connect with with people like. Again, here's a famous comic book writer who's like, right. yeah, religious trauma. I've got it. I grew up in the South. Of course, I have religious trauma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Just given shit. Yeah. Or like, you uh. know, checking out and talking to people at the comic book shop. Like every Catholic I meet tells me their trauma, like history. When I say I do religious trauma, they tell me about how the nuns beat them. And I'm like, this is a, not like a acceptable first mm. meeting for us. Like we're in Target. Please stop <laughs> sharing your trauma. Sure, this is a Wendy's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah this stuff's really prevalent but like again that community out that is out there the people who want to recover and like recovering from religions yes great i'm back on topic i just forgot it i just had to say <laughs> uh, boom transition well i'm kind of adhd as well I, so. yes same yeah as neurodivergent folks find our way to each other mm -hmm. yep <sighs> Well, right. we want to say thank you for being yes. here with us. Uh, really appreciate your time yeah. and coming yes. to this fucking shit show. <laughs> uh, and hail Satan. Um, we yes. wanted to uh, let everyone know we have a merch store. If you mm. if you know, you know. <laughs> Wink. Wink. Uh, the link is in the... Kind of see the poster right there. The <laughs> Kind of. I'm, I'm pegging Jesus in the ass in that poster. So... <laughs> You know. When I was deconverting, I play a lot of volleyball and uh, just Lutheran. So I, okay. I liked to, our team name was uh, Katie Luther's Strap On. Um, <laughs> just wildly offensive to a lot of people. I love that. <laughs> oh my gosh. But 
fucking love it. Um, yeah, make sure. Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel, smash that like button, and hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of our new episodes. And yeah, I guess we'll try to keep them consistent <laughs> on Mondays. Stop getting COVID. God. Unless Mel gets COVID again. Uh, not happening. Full body has not. Because I know for sure on. we have one next week. Um, but yes. we got to start booking more people. So if you want to be <laughs> a guest with us. If you want to be uh, traumatized, come on our show. Yeah, there is a link also to be uh, to apply to be a guest on the show. And yeah. it's down in the description. Yes. You can go to tiny.cc slash Bernie Eden. That is where all That's of us. our links are. Mm-hmm. Um, and follow, well, I mean. I don't even know. I, Twitter. <laughs> I haven't touched fucking Twitter in I forever. Know. But if you want to follow us at Bath and Metal 666, mine is at Meltry Fitty and his is at Bath and Metal 666. I honestly haven't been on it for a long time. So if somebody has written me on there, I I only so like go on Twitter now for like my Halson Druid uh, smut art from Baldur's yeah, Gate Three. I have no idea what you're talking I, about. I know. So now I'm gonna say know. thank you to the patrons <laughs> on Patreon.com/slash Burning Eden Six Six Six. Thank you, Ron, Evelyn, Atheist Chico. We love you. Happy Chico. birthday recently. Uh, Will, thank you Will for your H. service. Writing yes. your camels and shit. Thank you, Lynn. Listen in Canada. We love you. Yes, Lizette. And Robin. And then we can't forget the OGs on Anchor. Uh, Kit. Thank you, Larry. <laughs> I love it. It's just Kit. Thank you, Kit. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. Yes. Thank you for being with us for this uh, torturous hour. <laughs> it was it's, it was very informative for at least for me. I don't I don't know if he understands anything but um I have for, a master's degree now. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Master Bader degree maybe. But oh, like, we're going to let her go for I mean she has to go. Uh she had to poop. You uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking rude. I got PTSD from co-hosting with you. God. <laughs> I know a good, know a good therapist. Yeah. So, <laughs> are you free tomorrow at nine a.m.? <laughs> are you only licensed in your state, or how does it work? Oh, yeah. I, I am licensed to do therapy in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, I offer coaching services, whether relationship or relationship uh, coaching or um, religious trauma coaching. So, Ooh. if if you're out of the state, don't let that be a, a reason to not reach out. We can usually find a way to make it work. Wellnesswithjerry.com is my website, and yes. wellnesswithjerry on on the socials fuck yeah jerry short for jeremy it's a bit of a mistake to name my business that but lesson learned let me put it here www.wellnesswithjerry.com i can spell you You can find all my my youtube i have a youtube where i do like song reviews and relationship advice none of them have good good information all of them are breakup songs Uh, i do comic book reviews and Show reviews, Midnight Mass. I just did an episode on. Uh, I drama love Mass. that show. Oh my god! And my podcast it's... episodes also get posted on YouTube, so I'm easy mm. to find. All right. I fucking love that. Fucking awesome. Thank fucking you so much, night. Jeremy. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was yes. not traumatic for me. It was great. I loved it. <laughs> Don't go just yet. Uh, but to yes. our listeners, that is what the Lord wants. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Fuck you. Try-